We need to pull together, Saul. Whatever our final version of success looks like, there's no chance any of us can make it real on our own. We need the Empire to help. We need them angry. We need them coming down hard. Oppression breeds rebellion. Krieger needs their support. I'm not for hire. Think of it. Think of Spellhouse in flames. Neither of you could do it on your own, but together... Krieger's a separatist. My pays a neo-republican. The Gorman Front. The Partisan Alliance. Sectorist. Human cultist. Galaxy partitionist. They're lost. All of them, lost. Lost. What are you, Luther? I've never really known. What are you? I'm a coward. I'm a man who's terrified the Empire's power will grow beyond the point where we can do anything to stop it. I'm the one who says we'll die with nothing if we don't put aside our petty differences. Petty? I am the only one with clarity of purpose. Baby loves me, yes, yes she does. Ah, the girl's out of sight, yeah. Says she loves me, yes, yes she does. Oh, gonna show me tonight, yeah. She got the way to move me, cherry. She got the way to move me. I don't know why I keep doing this. Wookies and gentlemen, droids and girls, Star Wars fans of all ages, welcome back. To the Mandalorian Man presents Andor with Candor, where today I'm talking about episode 8 of this Andor series, Narkina 5, not to be confused with the first four Narkinas. This is all about Narkina 5. In this episode, for me, for us, right, picks up right where we left off. You know, it's funny. I saw the episode art, and it showed Andor with some, like, Empire-looking soldier guards. I thought, oh, there's a spoiler alert. They caught him. And then I realized, wait a second. He was, uh, he was sentenced to six years in prison at the end of the last episode. Oops, I'm really good at podcasting about Star Wars. Uh, and this episode really just kind of takes him from there. And it looks like he gets shoved off into these, like, separate uh, ships. They ask him, you know, what's your name and where are you from? And he says, I'm, uh, uh, like, uh, I want to say uh, Keith something. His last name is something, I'm going to say. But his first name was Keith. I remember Keith blah, blah, blah. And they're like, where are you from? And he says, I'm from the planet something, Melmac. And they're like, all right, you get on this ship. And he's looking around. Andor doesn't have a lot to do in this in this episode of Andor. It's kind of he's almost a passenger just uh, taking in everything around him. Like he like we see him get on this ship. We see him go to prison, but he doesn't have 
any real action. He doesn't make any real decisions. He's really observing. And it seemed to me that we saw him observing a lot. Like at certain points, he's he's looking around and he almost looks confused, but I felt he was just looking at how many guards, where is this, where is this, where is, like he was taking everything in, in the room. And I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, but he, like for everything that happens in this episode, he doesn't seem to be um, a, well, he's definitely not a willing participant and he's just kind of going with the flow. He goes off to his prison. Meanwhile, we see our other boy, um, he's in his cubicle, a uh, guard, guard boy. Um, I already forget his name. You know, the one who got fired from being a prisoner. Then he goes live with his mom, has cereal. His uncle gets him a job being a pencil pusher in a cubicle that I was like, oh man, how, like I was a little jealous. Like he, he knows exactly what he does every day and he just does it. Maybe it's soulless and, and, you know, like soul sucking, but still it's a nice steady paycheck. Uh, you got your own your own cubicle, space cubicle is a round thing. You press lots of buttons. Uh, but he's just kind of going about his day. Really, he looks completely disgusted with what's going on in his life. And he notices that, hey, all of a sudden, like, because such such little goes on here, all of a sudden these two Imperial uh, guards come up, two Imperial employees, I don't know what the hell you call them. And they're like, hey, you. We want to talk to you. And he's like, me? None of this was said. I made it all up, but none of this was said. Uh, meanwhile, Andor is on the spaceship. And my first thought was, this guy is freaky deaky. He's got a major foot fetish. He wants to look at these boys' toes. Nope, not at all. We see why. He takes all the all their shoes off. And they, well, he doesn't take them off. That would, that would be a little creepy. They kick their shoes off. They get bolted into these seats. And they're on their way to the prison planet of Narkina 5, which actually I'm going to say is not a prison planet. It's a moon to a planet, it seemed like. That's at least my guess. I'm sorry, I have this. I have it playing in the background, and um, uh, the... What the hell's his name? I know it. Karn. The young soldier boy. The young soldier boy. The young space boy. Karn. He is now with... Marina, Marina, Moina, he's with the lady that all this time I thought she was going to be um, working for the rebellion. After this episode, and, and in certain ways you find yourself rooting for her. After this episode, I'm not so sure I root for her anymore. Now, no, I, I'm going to say I, I don't think there's going to be any trick, any switch. I think she is hardcore uh, for the uh, emperor and empire. And, um, you know, we may like her other than, more than other empire employee, imperial employees. But, um, yeah, I don't think I like her anymore. She uh, is trying to, you know, dot every I and cross every T. So she goes to Karn for some, to try to fill in some gaps and question about all the stuff that went on on Ferrix. He's like, oh, I would love to help. And this, I need to read the report. It was, I was never able to read it. And give me the report. And there's, they're missing this and they're missing that. I can really be a valuable asset. He's like, great. Thank you so much. Forget this ever happened. Thanks for your time. And like, he's just like left in the dust. Like what? I, I thought this was, he thought it was, this was his chance out of the cubicle. Instead, uh, he was just like, asked, thanks, good, 
Goodbye. Go back to work. See ya. And I don't think we see him anymore. Um, we do see her. She ends up going to like the council of uh, emperor jerks, empire jerks, and presenting her findings and saying, you know, this is what I think needs to be done. We need to get in there. And it's like, that's going to be expensive. She goes, well, it's important, blah, 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 to get in there. And so she is told she can go to Ferrix to set up camp at the hotel there and, and keep her investigation going. Uh, over at over at prison, the prison at Narkina 5, we see and or get there. Uh, and it's all it's like all these different pods, these different buildings uh, underwater, like the whole planet seems to, or the moon seems to be a moon planet. And he's brought onto the, to the, um, off the ship onto the, um, what do you want to call it? The prison. And the guard's like, Hey, you know, you may notice we don't have any, uh, weapons here. And there's a reason for that. And they have these giant, they look like, uh, Reebok pump sneakers, but like Reebok pump, uh, boots for skis. And he's like, uh, there's a reason for that. And it's this right here. Bing, zappy, zappy, zappy. He zaps these dudes. They're like, oh, my goodness, my feet. And they fall down. They're, they're electrocuted. And my first, my first thought was they implanted them with something. And then I realized, oh, wait a second. This is the way they electrocute them, by keeping them all in bare feet. I mean, again, it could just be that one guard was like, I have an idea. What if we had a, a prison where everyone took their shoes off? Like, uh, Frank, that's, I mean, why would you do that? Um, I don't know. Just so, oh, I know we could electrocute the floors and then the, the, we, the prisoners get out of line. We just zap them and we'll just wear protective foot coverings. Oh, I, uh, I mean, that seems like a good idea. It seems like, like a big investment. We have to electrify all the floors. I think it's worth it. Okay, Frank, uh, do you want to oversee this project? I thought you'd never ask. Anyway, that's and scene. That's my scene of Frank, the man with the foot fetish, the, the, the guard, who thought it would be a great idea to have a, um, a, a no-shoe policy for prisoners on Narkina 5. Oh, baby, give me one more chance. That's wrong five. Uh, so, and it, they look like they are in pain. And he's like, look, you don't you don't get out of line. You don't have to worry about this. And I thought, okay, these guards are kind of okay. They're not going to be that big of a deal. But uh, I think they are going to be a big deal. Like, here, let's bring you to your work. All right, see that guy over there? That See Gollum over there? You're going to work with Gollum. He's like, what? What are you talking about? Sorry, wrong franchise. That's Andy Serkis. He, he's a prisoner. They, the guards don't even stay there. They... They bring Andor down. He does. They do this manual labor. I don't know what they put together. Let's call it a widget. They put this widget together on teams of four. They're down. There's one table that's down one man. And Andy Circus is like talking to him like he should already know what's going on. This is what you do. This is what happens. They're already down a man because you're not here yet. Get to work. And he just kind of has to learn the ropes of um, this man, this build, whatever the hell they're building. Uh, and it's all like, they they get the they get the parts they go step by step by step by step by step, uh, get you know finish it get to the next one, and they all try to get the personal best of the room, 
because then they, they, like, they get incentives, little incentives for doing things. Uh, and Andy Serkis, he's just another prisoner, but he runs that, he runs that room. They let the, the prisoners run the room themselves. And that's like, that's the most you get out of that. Uh, then later with the guards, we see, um, the, well, not the guards, the prisoners. We see one prisoner. Again, Andor doesn't do much. He kind of observes. Then he observes um, one of the prisoners in his group is doing sign language out their window onto the other, into another, um, like, wing. Because they're, they're underwater. It's very much like Jaws 3 with all the, where, where um, you know, Louis Gossett Jr. ran um, SeaWorld in, in, was it Florida? Let me, go, let me give you a quick 45-minute synopsis of Jaws 3. I'm not going to do that. But it's, it's like this underwater uh, walkway with windows that they can see into other walkways and which I'm like, why would they do that? When, why shouldn't they? They should cover that up so the prisoners see nothing. But they don't. And some prisoners are signing to other prisoners and Andor, and we don't really know what's being said. It could just be communicating between two friends. But he looks down and just keeps going down lower and lower and lower. And you realize that place is filled with prisoners and there were multiple ones in the water that we saw. Uh, and le- then he gets brought to his uh, cubicle. And they're like, you got to get in your cubicle by this time. Otherwise, the floor is zapped. This shows how much time you have left on your window, on your um, your sentence. Here's where you get your water. Here's where you make your poop. Here's where you uh, you get your food. There's a fork. There's a plate. There's a um, There's no TV or anything. I was like, you know, that's there's no bars because the floor is electrified at a certain point, and they if they leave, they will get electrified and they will die. Uh, I quickly looked at an article after this because I was trying to look up a name that we hear later, and it turns out that one of the people that he sees in this prison is a is someone who becomes a big friend of Andor, and actually is in Rogue One. I didn't notice it. It was one guy who kind of talked to him, but was very, like, like they made a point to show this guy. Um, I couldn't remember the name. I couldn't tell you who it is. I just know that this happened. He's not the only one we see from Rogue One, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's just keep Andor's story because it's kind of, that's there's not much happening. Uh, one guy in the middle of the night we see panics and jumps onto the floor, kills himself. Uh, then later we see Andor get up and he's too comfortable. He's eating the food. The food has no flavor. If you if you do really good, you might get flavor, but it, you, they can have as much as they want because they want they want them to be fed, and energized and able to work. So uh, the, we see him eating. We see him um, like you know just very casually getting up and going off to do work. And it said thirty. I think it said thirty days has passed. Have passed. Have passed. And. We see him working with the stuff they're building, and they're getting good. They're, like, really good at it. And I was like, bing, bang, boom. And it's just this over and over and over. And it went from, at the beginning, Andor just looked like, I can't believe I'm here, to almost, not acceptance, but he was, like, just into it. Like, he just, I don't know what the word is, but he just looked comfortable, which is sad because you don't want to be comfortable there, and he's going to be there if if everything played out the way they wanted, he would be there for six years. 
Um, that's Andor's story. And it's doing a little differently this time, jumping around here. Uh, we also get some story, somebody wants, I can't believe I did that. They, we get some Mon Mothma story. Not a great deal. She's thrown another dinner party. Now she's trying to get votes. She's got her old boyfriend there who is, she wants to help with the, um, with the banking uh, to, to, you know, launder the money, the credits for the rebellion. And he's like, you know, they're really clamping down on things. I don't know if um, we're going to be able to do this. And then um, later he just left, right? And we get her talking to some people who are like, you know, the emperor is here to make us feel safe and protected. You know, I feel fine. And she's like, well, I'm just trying to do my part to make sure the emperor doesn't overstep his boundaries uh, because she's still a senator. I guess there are still senators in an empire. Uh, and later she's talking to some people and the her and her husband are standing there and she's like, oh, I, I've never, you know, and I don't really appreciate the view so much that I, that I didn't realize we have here. We should look out this window more. I feel like... Is he going to get pushed out the window later? I don't know. But um, she asked about that dude, and he's like, oh, he left. But he, she was like, oh, all right. She walked away, and she had this look on her face like, you know, like in most TV shows where they look away from someone, everything's fine, and then they have the real look on their face to let the TV audience know, I'm not fine after all. And the husband glanced over like, why does she keep asking about her old boyfriend? That's at least what I got out of it. Uh, and I think that is it for Mon Mothma. We don't get anything else with her. We do go back to Ferrex. Back to Ferrex. Back to Ferrex. I don't think so. I'm going back to Ferrex. Ferrex. Uh, why do we go there? Because, well, we get a, we get caught up with um, oh, Maeve. Is that her name? Mav, Maeve, Move, I forget exactly, but Andor's mom has got it going on. Uh, and we see Bix again. We see his friend that I don't remember, the one that has the gloves that he hangs up when he goes to work. Um, Bix is checking on her, on the mom, uh, and saying, like, she's not really doing good. Like, you're, you're sick. You're not really taking care of yourself. And uh, the friend is like, what's going on? Why, you know... Why isn't she doing this? She seems to be walking around a lot, taking a lot of um, interest in this and that. She's going outside so much. Why? And Bix is like, she's a rebel. It's what she does. Um, she thinks she needs to get word to Andor that um, that his mom is sick. And uh, the only way to do that is to go to through her friend's junk room and go up to that secret little uh, transponder that then sends a signal over to, uh, what's his name? Stalin Skarsgård, Luthen. Now, Luthen, remember the woman working with Luthen, sent uh, uh, Val and Singh, is that her name? I forget, off to kill Andor. And guess what? Because they would just want to wipe them out and get him, tie up any loose ends, and he's a loose end. Well, they're on the planet as well. They're watching her. They're watching um, the band or Andor's house. And they're thinking, you know, what should we do? Someone, you know, we can't just stay here forever. And the other girl's like, we can, I can stay. We should stay. Someone should stay here. So we do see them split up later with like a very dissolved, like one's looking out one window and one's looking out the other window. 
Uh, but they're there doing a little stakeout. Meanwhile, at the same time, Bix is like, let me get word to um, over to Stellan Skarsgård. The girl intercepts it, the girl working with Stellan, but she doesn't hide it from him. She says, it's Bix and Ferrix, uh, Andor's you know, mom is sick, and they start talking about um, you know, why did we bring him in? You didn't think you thought you could you couldn't win without him, and you know she's like, you need to keep your head in the game. He's like, my head's in the game. You don't worry about it. She goes, I just he, I just need to wake up a little, uh, and I think that's all we see of her. But we see him. He goes off, and he's like, um, oh, back on Ferrix, the dude whose shop Bix used. Uh, all of a sudden, he got taken into the hotel by the by the um, the imperial guards. So it seems to me that they intercepted her message, or it intercepted that there was a message being sent out. Something, something happened because this dude was taken to the motel, hotel, Holiday Inn, and um, Bix was then chased down, and she gets brought in for questioning. And we see her get brought in. And while that dude is sitting there suffering for his quote-unquote questioning, we see the the uh, Imperial security officer again, M- Maureen, Mar- what, the blonde lady. And uh, she's like, wait, I want her to see him. Don't leave him yet. And that's when I realized she's a sinister B-word and she's not my friend anymore. And then they bring her in. And she's like, what are you doing? Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Like it was a mistake. That was all a ploy by her. Psychological. And um, for her to see this could happen to you, then they close the door on them, and that's all we see of them. But Bix is not in uh, not in good shape, right? You know, like things aren't going good with her. Then we cut over, and we see the big uh, the, we see the big Rogue One a cameo of Forrest Whitaker as Saul Guerrero. He's back. I know he's been in, like, the character. I don't know if it's been Forrest Whitaker and everything, but he's been in the cartoons and stuff. Uh, but we see, you know, he's he has his group of rebels. Stellan Skarsgård's like, I want you to meet with, um, I want to say Anton Chigurh, but that is the guy from uh, No Country for Old Men, so it can't be him. Uh, I want, it's some it's something like that. It, Anto Krieger or something like that. Fred Krueger, mom. Sorry, I have tangents sometimes. Yeah, happy Halloween, everybody. Um, he, they, he wants them to work together. He's like, I have all these parts for you. Uh, oh, really? What's the price? The price is you need to work with, you need to meet with Anto. And he's like, oh, I don't want to, or Ando, whatever. I don't want to meet with that guy. You, you have all these different. You, that was the clip I played at the beginning. All these different groups. I'm the only one with clarity of purpose. He does not want to play well with others, and uh, he's like, all right, you can keep your parts, man. No sale today, but thanks for coming by. And because I did things out of order, uh, we've already talked about the ending, because it goes from that, then it goes to Bix being brought in for questioning, and then we see um, the last shot we see is uh, Ant, um, Andor with his prison friends making those, making those widgets uh, just keep on keeping on as the world around him is going crazy. He's stuck, and nobody knows where he is because he's using an assumed name. Unless they know of these these uh, these assumed names, they I don't even know if they know the first place to, to look. But that's how it ends. Our man Andor on 
Narkina 5. So what happens next? What, what could happen next? We have 9, 10, 11, 12. We have four more episodes, right? Um, we can't have Andor be in prison for another whole episode. I feel like the next episode has to be him making his brazen escape or his daring escape. Some kind of escape with a really good adjective. I feel like that is what we need to see happen next. Uh, that's the big thing. At the same time, we need to... Um, everyone else needs to progress. Like Bix, we got to see what happens. We got to see what happens with Bix, with his mom, with uh, Stellan Skarsgård. I don't think we'll see Saw Gerrera again. We will see, I feel like we'll see him again, but not next episode. That was like his little moment. Val and um, the other woman, again, I'll never be good at with. with I, it took me a while to remember Val's name. Uh, but she, they're separate now. Uh, one of them, maybe Val will somehow stumble upon looking through prison records and seeing the face. I don't know. But again, oh no, she does know his name now. Uh, oh my goodness. It's like the people she worked with uh, are now plotting to kill him. Uh, the people he worked with are now plotting to kill him. Meanwhile, he's he's maybe he's safest in prison, right? I mean, that's crazy. This is so much fun. This show is so flipping good. I apologize for the language. Uh, but, oof, I am thoroughly looking forward to Wednesdays every week. And I can't wait to do this again with you next week. But I think I'm done now, so listen. Uh, you know where to find me, right? On Twitter and on Instagram, I'm at Geek Mentality. The website is fansnotexperts.com slash Star Wars. And of course, the name of this podcast is The Mandalorian Man. But this podcast is The Mandalorian Man Presents and all with candor. Uh, ooh, I, and I'm so glad I keep doing these things. I, I, I would hate to, and you know what I find out that I would hate to be just doing The Mandalorian and missing all these shows, being able to talk about them because they're just so much fun. All right, that's, uh, that's it. I'm done. It's, I'm, it's like 1040 now. I'm getting tired. And um, when I get tired, I get even stranger than usual. So I'm going to finish up now. Say thank you very much for listening and subscribing. Uh, and have a nice Halloween. I'll see you for the next episode. I'll see you in November. And until then, may the force be with you. And let's go. Let's go. Fans not experts.